Transportation Radio is here in Indianapolis at the Indiana Railroad, and Cummins is showcasing their QSK95 locomotive engine. And Jim, tell me a little bit about this locomotive engine for folks who might not be familiar with it. We released the QSK95 for the loco North American market now, uh, Tier 4. We actually um, have shipped 40 engines to Siemens with their Charger high-speed locomotive. And now this event is to showcase an application in a Indiana Railroad freight application where we are now ready to get into that market in the U.S. Tell me about some of the advantages of this locomotive versus other engines. Well, it's the largest high-speed diesel engine in the world. So we've been able to clean sheet design uh, five to six years ago. And so we feel like we've really optimized the engine from a performance perspective, fuel efficiency, serviceability, uh, life to overhaul. So all those things that matter from a total cost of ownership for a 30-year locomotive, we feel like we've really hit the, the nail right on the head. Uh, we compare ourselves to some of the high-speed and medium-speed engines in this space and feel like we have really developed a, a good product that can deliver a, a, an advantage both from an emissions perspective in North America with the Tier 4 stringent emission levels as well as the total cost of ownership. And so we're feeling very good that the engine has really hit the mark. For someone who's not familiar with what Tier 4 means, give me a little bit of an explanation, if you would, of where Tier 4 stands versus where we began. NOx emissions and particulate emissions are the key elements that drive our North American EPA requirements. And we've gone over the course of the last you know, couple decades and progressively gotten more and more stringent. Uh, between Tier 2 and Tier 4, we've, we've gone to you know, lower NOx levels, probably to the tune of 50%, and lower particulate levels to where now the engine is, is extremely clean, uh, as well as we've been able to achieve that with even better fuel efficiency. You talked about this being used with the Charger uh, high-speed trains. Is this something that is also potentially going to be used by commuter railroads around uh, North America? Yes. I mean, that's currently, or at least our, our hope, is to be able to get into the longer routes uh, with regard to commuter uh, as well as freight. One of the features that you mentioned during your presentation was proactive telematics. Tell me a little bit more about that, if you would, please. Well, what we have on the, on the engine is the capability to monitor everything on the engine and after-treatment system to where we can actually wirelessly communicate with service depots, uh, with the head office, where we can really, real-time, look at what's going on with the engine. So we can predict, you know, okay, it's time to you know, do this maintenance or we need to pull it into the shop to, to look at this particular uh, issue that may be coming up. Be proactive uh, so that we can uh, uh, increase and, and optimize uptime and reduce you know, any, any downtime that the engine uh, system may have. Right now on the Indiana Railroad, there's some real-world testing that's going on. How long do you see that testing period continuing for? Well, we will look at probably at least a year. Uh, and we may end up going even longer with that. The other piece is we've thought about with our um, demonstrator locomotive to take it uh, to other areas of the country to get some uh, altitude um, experience with it potentially, very cold ambience uh, up north potentially. So think of it as a mobile field test rig, uh, but we're, we're in it with Indiana Railroad for, you know, I think a year is our contract. So we'll, we'll be here for several months longer. At this point, have you had any orders for locomotives equipped with this prime mover from other railroads? At this point, we're working with several opportunities, and we don't have anything specifically in the freight market, but we're, we're getting a lot of uh, inquiries about it. Jim Trueblood, thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you very much. 
I also spoke with Wayne Weza, the general manager of Mechanical for the Indiana Railroad, about their experience with the engine. Wayne, we've been seeing a demonstration today of the new Cummins engine. Indiana Railroad is already using it, has been using it for some time. Tell me some of the things that you found through your use of this uh, new engine. Uh, the one thing that really stands out with Cruise is that it's very quiet. It's a very quiet locomotive. Um, it performs just as well, if not better, than the SD90 4300 Max we have in our fleet. Um, throttle uh, comparison to the SD90 is very similar. Um, it has plenty of horsepower, and so far from what we've seen, uh, testing is not complete yet, but so far the fuel efficiency seems to be uh, better than the SD90s. In terms of how you're using it, what are some of the ways that you're putting that engine through its paces? Uh, we've been using it in uh, merchandise traffic on uh, kind of like local trains uh, from leaving our yard in Jasonville, Indiana up to Terre Haute and back, and then from uh, Jasonville, Indiana to Palestine, Illinois and back. And so smaller merchandise type traffic, and we've also used it in coal service on 100 car um, unit trains. And also we've used it on our, our bigger intermodal trains from Jasonville to Indianapolis, and it has performed uh, very well in each of those applications. Are there any applications where you don't think this type of locomotive is necessarily well suited for? Uh, not necessarily, because our yard crews have used it to switch trains out, so it can be used in switching service. Obviously, railroads don't generally want to use AC-powered locomotives for switching, um, but it can be used in that application, and it does just fine. So we have, we've seen no negative results in any application so far. Right now it's the autumn. We're coming up to winter where things can get a little bit uh, cold here in Indiana and uh, perhaps some snow as well. Do you think that will present any special challenges? There are none that we are, are predicting. Um, we haven't used it in the wintertime yet. We just put it in service back in uh, March, April time frame. Um, but I don't see that there's going to be any challenges in that respect. Um, I think it's going to perform just as well in the cold weather as it has in the, uh, in the warmer summer months. Wayne, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. You're welcome.